Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. It's been a while since we've been on, uh, three weeks to be exact, and uh, happy to be back. We have a a great episode coming up. We have a a smorgasbord of guests uh, coming on. First, we got uh, the head head coach of the Nova Scotia Canada Games team, Jeff Frazier, coming on. We're going to talk about uh, the amazing run that Team Nova Scotia had at the Canada Games. I mean, it's a personal connection with Hopi and I that we have have with these guys. We, we've played against them for the last three years, like almost every second night. So, you know, to see their run personally was very satisfying f- for us. And uh, unfortunately, you know, they came up a little bit short against Team Ontario there in the, in the gold medal game. But uh, still, we're definitely proud of them here in Nova Scotia. Uh, second coming on, we have uh, Matt Van Ewen from, from Softball City, the marketing manager at Softball City. Uh, they just got word that they're going to be hosting the 2023 Senior Men's Nats and then the uh, 2024 ISCs. So I sat down with Matt and, and talked about talked about those great events that are going to be coming to, to Softball City in, in Surrey, BC. And then finally, we have uh, the VP of... Uh, ISC Communications and Operations, Blair Setford. Of course, he's been on here before. Hope you and I talked to him about uh, the, this past ISCs. Talked about you know Kitchener winning the winning the ISCs and any surprises that he saw, any surprise teams. And we talked about the Senior Nats coming up this this weekend in Newfoundland. That Hope you and I are, are attending with with these Tans Mastodons. We've been waiting a long time to get over to the Rock and. Uh, yeah, Blair and, Blair and Hopi and I talk about that. And uh, so, yeah, hope everybody enjoys this episode. It's, uh, like I said, it's a smorgasbord of, of guests coming on. So hope everybody likes this episode. With that being said, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling. Ain't never felt this free. I got the world in my palm Lights, camera, action, and sound Ain't never felt this freedom Could you, could you say that? How's it going? Long time, no talk. Yeah. On what was it? July the 6th. 6th? Patty Shannon. Jesus. Yeah. Patty Shannon. Man. The last one we together. Where's summer going? 
Summer's been very busy, obviously. You know that too. <laughs> yeah. With Maritime League, Crazy. Shooters League, practices, camp games, blah, 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 blah. It's gone well, though. It's been a fantastic summer. Weather's been great. Everything's mm-hmm. been cooperative that way. Um, Everybody's been staying healthy. No COVID, real. You know, some people have had it, but well, let's knock on wood right now. Yeah. Well, I actually got it again this summer, but it wasn't bad. I had it twice. Yeah. Oh, wow. I had it last year when everything yeah. went haywire and then I got it again. It's only three weeks ago, actually. Oh, I never yeah. knew that. Yeah. My entire family did. Huh. Yeah. But it wasn't bad. I had a sore throat and one of my twin girls, she wasn't feeling well. So she tested and she tested positive. So then her sister tested. She tested positive. She wasn't even feeling sick. So then I said, well, fuck it. I might as well test. I tested because my throat was sore and sure enough, I was positive. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it wasn't bad. I yeah. had a sore throat, a little bit of a headache. Right cool. Yeah. No, it's been good. So, yeah. So, yeah, as far as our local scene goes, I mean, our, our Shooters League and, and the Maritime League, I mean, Maritime League, that was a, you know, a good... Uh, a good first season we had. I mean, oh my gosh, yes. Lots more. If ball you think in. about, uh, so for example, going into Canada Games, yeah, Camp Hatton had 167 at bats from Maritime League and Shooters League wow. and Exhibition Games, of course. Holy cow! That's a lot of at bats going into Canada Games, and it, it it fared very well for them, of course, I guess for the whole entire team because yeah. they were yeah. they were hitting pretty well. They had pretty well. We we yeah. can't talk about them too much yet. Yeah, we'll talk we'll talk about them. <laughs> ahead, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, as far as the shooter Shooters League goes, I mean, I mean. You know, I mean, our team, Prodigy, I mean, we're three and 19, but yeah. I mean, we're starting to come you around. You guys are in now. games, though, which is good. And guys are starting to hit the ball more. More at bats. That's the means, biggest thing. Yeah, better at bats. Yeah. So I that's mean, something I witnessed. I, I I get to watch it all because, of course, I'm doing the dish or, or yeah. on the basis. So I do yeah. enjoy that. But uh, you can see the progression as the year goes on. The summer goes on that guys are getting better at bats. Yeah. So for sure. There's a whole reason why we do this. 100%. It's not for recreation by any means. I mean, 100%. for some guys, it is. Yep. But for the most part, we're building towards something. That's why we want guys getting lots of at-bats. Exactly. Our senior guys, our, you know, guys that are going way to intermediate Eastern Canadians, mm-hmm. the Canada Games team, yep. all of the above. So, Absolutely. yeah, it's been very good for us, yep. for sure. And, of course, guys going away to ISCs. And, I oh, mean, my, yeah, and we sorry, had, uh, I should have mentioned ISCs as well. Well, I mean, not, let's talk about that. I mean, it was another fantastic world tournament. Man, crazy good. I like, yeah. You sit back and watch those games, and I'm like, holy freak, man. This yeah. is like, it's great ball. The only thing that... I didn't like was the feed. Like, remember the feed they couldn't get for the, like, the, yeah. That was the only, but I mean, th- th- that was beyond their control. I of mean, course. They yeah. didn't have a choice in that. But the boys the, still did a great they had, job. Though. They had the move to, oh, yeah. Blair and uh, Joe yeah. Todd there. I mean, fantastic. Yeah. Great guys. As usual. Yeah, for sure. Hallman. Speaking of Blair, we're going to be speaking to Blair today. We which are. Is fantastic. We are. We're, he's going to be Do a little recap on the, the ISEs and preview for the senior Nats. Preview for the senior Nats. See what he has to say about that. Yeah. Uh, Excited. Hallman Twins pulled off the, the win. Yeah. Well, they have the best player in the world in that team. Waymo Matt is a machine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I watch, you know, you watch his at bats and he inside outs pitches like nobody I yeah. know, like just crazy. Yeah. He definitely does. I mean, yeah. I'm going to mention that to Blair. I'm like, obviously he's consensus number one in the world. He has to be. Has to be. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and not just from that tournament. I mean, oh yeah. For the last little while, a little anyway. while now. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. He's but fun I mean, to watch. First, uh, first on the docket, let's get back to the can of games here. Sure. Sounds good. I mean, for us, Nova Scotia. Yeah. What a run. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, I've never, you know, we, we talked about it in the dugout, uh, when Shuby was playing, Brian was playing and Brian said, that can of games team is my favorite sports team. And I'm talking like <laughs> hockey, NFL, yeah. anything, NHL, whatever it may be. I know, that right? can of games team. And I can honestly say, I, I, you know, I was so proud. I watched 
games over again because the excitement. I don't know if I told you, but I was on my way to the U15 Eastern Canadians and I had to be part of the opening ceremonies because of my position with Southport right. Nova Scotia. So I had to leave home. And as I left home, uh, the game was, uh, they were playing Saskatchewan then that comeback game. Oh, right. Yeah. So I left home. They were down six, two. I got in my truck. Don't tell anybody. Mm. Nobody tell anybody, but turn my phone on, put the, I streamed the game on my phone and I had it up on my dash and I'm driving very safe. Very, very safe. You know, one eye. Can't see <laughs> <out of> my- <laughs> Anyway, I had the game on and it was 6-4 because Rowan had hit a home run. And it was 6-4. And then we got to the, I think it was the sixth inning. Yeah, it was a six. And uh, Bernie got on with a walk. Petey got on with a walk. Rowe struck out, but it was a good at bat. And then when Nick came up, I just had this weird feeling. I was like, come on, man. Yeah. I know you can do it because he's been smashing balls all weekend. And I was just past Duyak. He hit the bomb. I hit my head off my roof. I was screaming at the top of my lungs in my truck. Like it was, a, that was just amazing. It, I, it was so exciting. When Whitey hit that home run, yeah. I was in the parking lot at Superstore in Elmsdale. Sitting in it. And I was sitting there <laughs> and if anybody was around me, they would have been like, what is this guy going <laughs> Something's through? Something's wrong with that guy. So then from there, I had to, I went over to Subway and went through the drive-thru and that's when Bubba got, I, I was just oh, about came, to pay yeah. and B- Bubba got the last out yeah. and I was like, yeah, cause I was doing the same thing. Yeah, in my, just screaming. Please don't do that. It's yeah, just, it's, but anyway, we don't suggest it. But the person behind me, yeah. he was like, that guy must Something's be wrong something. Wrong something. Like, should I be calling the cops right <laughs> yeah. now? <laughs> yeah. What is he ordering? <laughs> but man, it was yeah. such a fun ride. They yeah. took us on. Like, it was a great tournament. I, I, I watched the majority of the games, to be honest, yeah, I, I was able to. And of course, all of the Nova Scotia games I did watch. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my, uh, I was doing some assessments in a condominium in Halifax and I'd finish in one, get on the elevator, turn the game on, watch it, get outside the person's house, get, let them get through the top of the order with bottom or whatever it was. Then I'd go into the condo. <laughs> then I'd come back out and turn it back on to see what the scores were. Yeah. It was amazing. I have, I've had friends, family, people I didn't even know sending me messages on Facebook. Me too. Hey, uh, it says the game's at 11 and it's not on. What, what do I do? How do I find the stream? I'm like, just relax. The game's at 11 yeah. in Ontario. Eastern. It means 12 o'clock here. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks. Thanks. Yep. Oh, yeah. Now I'm very proud of that whole uh, oh. situation. Of course, we've been around it for yeah. the last three years and- the, the program that Jeff and Robin and Garth, you know, run and yeah. Katie, sorry, I yeah. bring Katie in on this. It's, it's so professional and yeah. I've, and I've heard it from other coaches, like the coach of uh, the New Brunswick uh, Canada games team. He, he approached me after the Maritime League had finished. That's right too. Yes. And he had thanked us for the way that we carry ourselves, of course. And then he also thanked us for the way that Nova Scotia carries themselves. And he said, I want to emulate that somehow with yeah. our kids. That's awesome. Just the professionalism. It, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And the, you know how we talk about not getting too high, too low. Um, I, I can remember, you know, they, they'd win a game and you'd see them going through the lineup, just, you know, fist bumping. Normal. Yep. Yeah. They didn't win the Stanley Cup. They didn't yep. win anything else. They just won that game That's and right. they're moving on to the next one. So yeah. not too high, not too low. That's it was right. Good. And you would think that game, that morning game against Ontario to put them right to the finals. Yeah. That you'd think, you know, these guys are going to lose their shit when they yeah win, but exactly they didn't nope, man no didn't and very you know, professional 100% yeah well I think we uh we gotta get on the phrase let's talk to the head coach of the team yeah I mean looking forward to it let's uh, let's call Kobe Curl's number okay sounds good <laughs> <laughs> inside uh joke for us all here yeah <laughs> you better answer <laughs> yeah Come on, Frasch. <laughs> you can edit this shit out. I can, but yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> Come on, Frasch. Frasch, we said we're calling you back in 10 minutes. 
You better not be in the outhouse. <laughs> no, outhouse doesn't have a bidet. <laughs> oh, that's right. Flat reached. Nine. Oh, Jesus Four. Christ Eight. Eight. Zero. Two. Two. Zero. And we're back. <laughs> you try again. Always oh, calling you back. Here okay. we go. You would not believe the editing I'm gonna have to do now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now, this is Constable Stevenson. There's a fireworks ordinance in Nine Mile River. We need to talk about. Hope we tell here. Nice to meet her. <laughs> Crazy. You met my wife four times last night, and you already knew her. <laughs> and she loved me every time. She did. Yeah. Oh, hey, welcome on the podcast, man. Happy to have you yeah. here. Awesome guys. This is awesome. Like I am like giddy just being able to talk <laughs> yeah. to you right now. Randy doesn't have a shirt on. Bug me long enough to get on here. So oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Hopi and I just touched on it before we we called you. I mean, what a ride that you uh, you took us on out there. I mean, maybe uh, talk about going into it. What was uh, what was your expectation expectations going in? Well, I'll tell you, the biggest thing for us was we knew we were good. We knew we knew we were well prepared, but it had been it had been three years since the guys had been doing nationals. So mm-hmm. uh, we were just like me personally. I was just like, we're ready, we're prepared, we're good. But how good are we? We didn't know. Mm-hmm. So when we got there, it didn't take long to see that we were good. And uh, you know, did, no disrespect to any other teams, but like I still feel to this day we we're the best team there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, now that you've had a week to sit back on it, I mean, obviously disappointed after that last game, but I mean, now that you've had a week, probably still disappointed, but I mean, still probably pretty proud of the boys. Well, I told the guys the color of the medal doesn't change what they accomplished, how good a team they were, but I mean, I I, I think I'd sell our guys short if I said that, like, we're all still disappointed. Like, we... Yeah we went there to win and, and we didn't go there to win a bronze or win a silver. Like our conversations were about winning the tournament. Our conversations were about winning the gold medal, how we do that. And uh, I mean, I think they should be super proud of their accomplishment, but I don't think they're, you know, the motivation now is to win the U23s next year. Like they, right. they want to go and they, and they believe that they're good enough to win it. So and it's hard to argue that. So. Yeah, for, that's for sure. That's fantastic. So Randy and I were talking a little bit about the preparation uh, leading into Canada Games. And I know because you and I discuss stuff well every day. Um, <laughs> just tell us a little bit about actually getting the, the mental side of the game for the preparation for the kids. Well, it's funny. What I always say to people is... I felt three years ago they were a bunch of hockey players that played ball. Yeah, yeah. Because we were lucky enough to have just uh, like uh, elite athletes. Actually, they all played major midget. They played uh, good level of junior. Some of them are still playing, you know, yeah. CIA NCAA hockey. It's just uh, I felt like I watched a bunch of uh, athletes become ball players, right. and and when they bought in, like they were like uh, it's it's funny. Like I, I don't like to, but when we, when we won that, uh, tight fest tournament, yeah. uh, Brody, Woody and Petey went to the gym after the game. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was just like, yeah. they, they were just, they had one focus and it was to win that tournament. And, you know, we made our run and we played great, but we didn't play better than we thought we would. Or uh, yeah. there was nothing that happened there that surprised us. Like we thought we were that good. We thought we'd play well. We thought we'd yeah. beat 
teams. It's just, you know, unfortunately it's hard to beat a good team three times and we, we lost that championship game, but nothing happened there that made us say, Oh wow, we're this good. Or we just felt we were that good. We have a great group of athletes that were super focused and, you know, committed and, yeah. unfortunately go our way at the end but yeah phrase do you think and i know that you and i have talked about it but i could talk about it on the podcast the whole winning that game saturday morning against ontario and then them coming up with the whole well it's supposed to rain sunday we're going to play that championship game this evening you think that played a huge part in preparation for i mean that was a long day for you guys to sit around and wait instead of waiting till the next day to go do you think that played a huge role in that in the loss in the final I mean, I don't want, I would never want to make excuses and nor would our guys, but of course we thought we created our advantage and, and that was our advantage was that we got to sit and wait for 24 hours, but Mm -hmm. our guys were so itching to play. Like when I told them it was changed, there was no sulking or there was no, the boys were fired up to go. They, you know, we would have played that game whenever it had to be played. So did we like it? No, but it is what it is. You can't control that stuff. And we, we also wanted to be played on the field. We didn't want to win a gold medal, uh, not on the field. So mm-hmm. and we said all along, we'd rather want a silver on the field than win a gold in the, in the hotel. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 yeah I, heard, I heard the boys were on the day of the closing ceremonies, you know, looking around saying, geez, tough to play ball in this kind of weather. It didn't even rain. What? <laughs> I, I don't want to comment too much on that, but yeah, that's fine. That's fine. We obviously thought we could have played the next day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I, actually, I, I wanted to bring up, uh, you know, I, I don't want to single guys out, but there, there's one guy that, you know, Woody, Braden Woodworth, that, you know, looking back, you know, pitching against him last year, and then pitching against him this year, it was night and day. And I know he put in a lot of work over the winter. Maybe touch on him just a little bit. Well, yeah. Uh, they just all, as a group, became mature hitters. Like, just their conversations in the dugout. It was just like, what are you seeing? And mm. it, 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 when they're young, it's like, you, well, we've all coached, and you guys have coached like young ball. Sometimes the dugout's a bit of nonsense, but like, these guys, it was just like professional hitters talking about hitting mm-hmm. and what is the epitome of that. Like he's a, well, he's kind of that guy that's all in whatever he's doing. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, well, as you guys know, just a beast. Of <laughs> Jesus, I guess. Does he ever smile though? Talked hitting. It was like, <laughs> you know, like we had, they just, they were just all in on picking pitchers, how they trying to get me out. What's this guy's best pitch? What's it? And Woody was just on board for that too. And it was, it was not just Woody. It was awesome to see the whole group become yeah. just mature hitters. They went to play with a plan. They stuck with the plan. They knew what they could handle. And yeah, it was just, it That's was awesome. kind of really cool. So, yeah. That's sure. awesome. And I mean, looking back, you know, I can remember back in 2019 when, you know, we went to restructure the shooters league and it was, pretty much based around you guys and trying to get, you know, the senior guys, ISC players ready for their champions and, and Eastern Canadian championships. Like, I mean, do you think what we did back in 2019 with our league here in home? I mean, that definitely benefited. I would, what I would I'll say for the, we had been to nationals since 2019. So, everyone was wondering, are we ready? Is this enough? Is this enough? And, and actually Robin and I had the conversation that like, what this Canada games did for us was tell us that the shooters league is more than enough. Like we're seeing better pitching than we've seen in the junior national. We're seeing, and you guys will see it next week at the seniors. Like you're yeah. more than right. And, and that was the, 
for me, like you have takeaways and you have all this stuff. This is awesome. But that was our biggest takeaway. Like our league here takes a backseat to nobody in the country. And we felt that our league got us so ready for that. Like we never seen a pitcher better than we've seen all year. And the proof was in the pudding. We could hit everybody. We had no, like our guys had, even if games we weren't scoring, our bats were good. Hmm. We had two strikeouts. Like it was just yeah. our league. And I tip the hat to everybody that helped us out this year. Like we played 62 ball games before we went away. And it's because of you guys, the Mike Woods, the Jonah Rice that just made sure that team show up every Thursday night, every weekend, every, and like, this is so much bigger than what we did. Mm -hmm. Like, and as you guys know, the guys who drive our ball in, in Nova Scotia, the men's side is just like, we can't thank people enough for what they did. And it's just, we know our league's enough. Our league is more than enough to get ready. That's nice. It's good to hear. Yeah, it's very good to hear. Yeah. And then, of course, we complemented this summer with the Maritime League as well, which was another bunch of at-bats, another bunch of games that we could play, and which was very good for everybody as well. I was saying to Framer, Jeff, like guys like Camp Hatton went to Canada Games with 167 at-bats. Yeah. Like, that's huge. Oh, our, 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 what I would call our starters, and we were deep, don't get me wrong, because yeah, yeah. we didn't ball players but like everyone was 200 bats into this before we went there so there's yeah. nothing and, and against good pitching like we've seen a variety don't get me wrong but like we see scope we see like all these guys they're just so yeah. giving time they come out and throw to us at practice throw to us and they'll just and and that speaks to the our i think the sport in our province yeah guys others back and and it's yeah it's it's unreal i think i had a pretty big part in getting their confidence on the <laughs> <laughs> well, I said to the boys, I said, boys, believe it or not, 1997 Framer threw hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Framer threw super hard Friday night with the pitching machine. Oh, you see, yeah. That pitching machine, I was like, wow, look at the velocity I got like right now. Like say, Framer, as soon as your mileage and age meets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's getting close. Oh, great, buddy. All right, Frage. Well, listen, I, I appreciate you coming on, uh, using Kobe Kroll's phone and everything. Uh, Hammering on the coal streams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, We've uh, been out to clear since last night, so we're we're doing good here. Oh, that's yeah. right. You guys had your little uh, shindig last night. Yeah, uh, we had a party last night, which was awesome. Where Terry actually said there was probably 75 people there at the peak of it, which was super cool. Like fans, people just, and then. Oh, that's awesome. At camp and we're still here. Well, I was, I was very lucky to be part of it last night. And I can honestly tell you the fireworks display that the legend put on. Holy <laughs> shit. Second to nobody. Really? It was crazy. And and tell your wife, Aaron, nice to meet her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, for sure. Shit. I will. All right, buddy. Well, Thanks pal. Thanks for coming on. All right, guys. Take All care right. for you. See you, buddy. See you Bye. Bye. <laughs> Holy shit. He's such a beauty, man. Oh man. So, yeah. Honestly, God, Frazier and I talk to each other every single day. I know, I know that. It's nuts. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a great tool to have, like, you know, bouncing ideas oh, off man, everybody. He, he's like, such a you know ball I mean? mind. It's it's crazy. Yeah. I, I fucking love it. Yeah. Anyway, the next uh, next segment we got coming up, uh, I was talking to Maddie Van Ewen this morning. Yep. They're, of course, going to be the hosts of uh, next year's Senior Nats in the 2024 ISCs at yeah, Softball City. It's crazy. Maddie's the, uh, the marketing manager for Softball City out there. So, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, I had a good talk to him, and uh, here's what happened. Yo.
All right. We have Matt Van Ewen on with us right now. Uh, he's the marketing manager at Southwell City. Uh, they're going to be hosting the 2023 Canadian Senior Men's Nationals, 2023 Canada Cup, and then the 2024 ISC World Tournament. Maddie, thanks so much for coming on here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to, to join your podcast. The softball uh, community out there in Surrey must be, must be buzzing. Yeah, the men's community is really buzzing over uh, over these two tournaments uh, that we're going to be hosting over the next two years, um, especially with, you know, privilege of hosting all the best teams in Canada next year. And then uh, also, you know, hosting the Worlds um, in uh, 2024 there. Right on. Yeah, well, you said the men's game's buzzing. You're in the middle of a, a pretty big provincial championship out there right now, are you? Yeah, so we have 18 teams competing in our provincial championship right now. With, wow. You know, all the Team Canada members, um, you know, Blake Hunter, Brian Avery, all those guys. This has got to be our biggest provincials we've probably had probably in the last 15 years, I would, I would say. Um, even Softball BC has even said that to us as well. So it has been a great see this weekend to see everybody playing and everybody out joining, joining the community again. And um, I would have to say after COVID, there's definitely been a little bit of an uptake in uh, people's interest in uh, men's fast pitch that's here, awesome. here on the West Coast. That's fantastic. I mean, 18 teams, that's uh, that's remarkable. Like, it really is. Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, we've got to give a lot of credit to um, Rich Haldane, um, who also was able to get our bid across to ISCs. He's really taken a huge step forward um, after retiring from the Great Britain national team um, to really get the community back together and, and on board all together. So, you know, some guys were, you know, maybe we're short a couple of players. Rich made some calls and was able to get guys on teams. And was we were expecting, you know, what I was going to be honest with 12 teams and we were able to get 18. And we were wow. so happy to have that at Softball City this weekend. That's awesome. That's So are all the pretty much all the members of the Sook Loggers are playing in that tournament? Yep. Yep. Basically, yeah, they're all, all dispersed across basically four or five teams, basically. All the guys are over because basically they're leaving basically right after the tournament on Monday too to head out east for the, for the Nationals. So I was it's a great say, little stepping stone for them to I, uh, get their bats in. I was going to say, hopefully they tire themselves out because we open up against them on uh, on Wednesday morning. <laughs> <laughs> definitely could happen. There's been a few good swings uh, already by a few of the red team. Yeah, well, we've been, uh, we're laughing at the, the schedule for it because, I mean, really, they're opening up at 4.30 a.m., their time. And I yeah, was like, basically, wow. basically. Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, a lot of them just came back from the ISCs as well. So, a lot of different time zones for them for the next couple of yeah. weeks. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so what kind of uh, what kind of prep work are you looking for when it comes to uh, next year's senior nets? Yeah, yeah, the senior men's, um, you know, we really, really want to engage the community with, with both these events and really get, uh, really get, um, you know, the game buzzing around the lower mainland again. You know, we have a 12-team league here in the lower mainland, but we'd really like to increase that and really show our product more to the community. Um, so we're really going to have a program of volunteer committee, um, a few other little things as well. You know, are really this men's provincials here at Softball City this weekend is really our first stepping stone to welcoming the men's game back to Softball City and also just welcoming it back to the lower mainland and, and really making people have an interest in the, in the sport again. Right on. So, I mean, next year's senior Nats, that will pretty much, I mean, will that be like a, you know, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say dry run because it's a huge event, but I mean, for, for the ISCs in 2024? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, your course is going to be, you know, way more teams at the ISCs than, than, than the senior men. Right. Um, but it's definitely, definitely going to be a starting point our starting point we have to do some um you know renovations um to the grounds um because you know we got to put pegs in at 250 and, and stuff like that so there's gonna have to be some renovation 
um, stuff like that. But, you know, we really want to also really incorporate the, the Native community um, mm. in this. You know, they've been a huge, huge support to us. I have to be honest, you know, if we didn't have the Native community playing ball, I don't think our sport would be existing here on the West Coast. Really? Like they are wow. just a tremendous, tremendous um, value and asset to the, to the community. They're always willing to play no matter where it is in the province. They're driving down with five people in the car, whatever it is. They are just some of the greatest people you'll, you'll ever meet, and they're really keeping this sport alive here on the West Coast. That's awesome. That's fantastic. That'd be uh, like Big Guy Lake, like Sheldon out there. And, uh, yep, yep, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Sheldon. Yeah, I actually played for his uh, first team up, up in uh, Prince George earlier this season. And oh, nice. He's a great guy, and he's a huge advocate for, for, for men's ball and even kids' ball up there. And, you know, that's part of the thing with the ISCs as well is, big thing with ISCs is we really, really want to make a push to have young kids play. You know, I played here in, in the lower mainland. We have no more youth boys teams left. Oh. You know, we have, we have one kid who's 18, Nate Thiessen, who has a really good shot at making the Canada under 19 team. Um, and he's really the last one right now that's really pushing hard to play the, play the sport. And we really want to, you know, inspire youth to play the sport again and really show value in it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're starting to, here on the in Nova Scotia. I mean, we're starting to you know see a see a pickup in numbers, especially like in like in Brookfield and, and here in East Dance. It's uh, you know it's encouraging to see the numbers growing. Absolutely, and you know, we we even got like I have a kid on my team who's who's sixteen. You know, and we we always forget that he's still high school, he's still mm. youth. You know, I was still playing youth ball at sixteen, but these guys don't have an opportunity to play youth ball. They have to go right into the men's league. Right. Um, you know, which which isn't which isn't bad. They have a certain place to play, but it you know it can just get get discouraging when you're placing like Derek Mason. You know, who's been around for years, yeah, and blowing yeah. blowing gas back at you, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. Yeah, uh, it is. <laughs> so, uh, you personally going into this adventure, what are you most excited for? I'm, you know, I am, I very much love the sport. You know, I've traveled across Canada and met many, many people. I'm just so excited to bring this sport back to, back to the community. You know, I have to give a lot of thanks to our, our CEO at Southwell City, Greg Kim and Rich Haldane, the really, who really put in the effort to really make these two tournaments come here to Vancouver and really, really bring it back to the community, like I said earlier. Um, so I'm just really excited to really push it. You know, I'm marketing, so I love Facebook and all that, and yeah. really just trying to share it to as many people as I can. And, and really, really, you know, if anybody wants to get involved, you know, really open open the door to people who, who, who want to be involved in these two great events. Awesome. So what can teams and uh, fans ex- be expecting when they get to, you know, not just Softball City, but City of Surrey as well? Yeah, you know, where, you know, where Softball City is located, you know, if you uh, 10 minute walk uh, south, you know, you're right at the beach. White Rock Pier is a beautiful spot, lots of restaurants and shopping. Look out into the ocean, you, you have the U.S. right there, you know, and we you know we're only a two hour drive away from Seattle. So I know a lot of those American teams will be flying in Seattle and, and then probably driving up. And of course, you have, you know, Vancouver, who, you know, is only a 45 minute drive away. Um, Put a funny self, I'll say, sort of nestled in a little, a little corner with a bunch of trees around it, so you don't really see it until you really drive right into the park. But beautiful four, four diamonds. We always keep them in, in in mint condition. You know, a lot of the guys this weekend can't believe the conditions of the field. Um, you know, we had night games last night in the 
the guys were absolutely loving it there last night. That's fantastic. That's I can't wait. Like it's going to be a, a, I know, you know, seeing what the, what kind of show softball city put on for, for the women's side of the game. I mean, I'm, I can't wait to see what it's going to do for the men's. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, you know, and it's, it's been a long time coming for, for the men's to be back at softball city, you know, and, and Greg Tim has been a really good support of really getting the men's game back on their feet and really having them a place to play here in BC at a top tier fifth facility and, and welcoming other people from the one around the world who've never seen Vancouver, you know, mm-hmm. our world-class city. And, you know, we really want to welcome, welcome the ball, ball people back to the community. Absolutely. Well, listen, Maddie, I appreciate you, you know, getting up bright and early. I know you, I know you got a game to get to. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I, I appreciate you coming on talk with us and we're definitely going to have to uh, have you on again, uh, leading into to all these tournaments, really. Absolutely. Thank you, Andy. I really appreciate it for uh, having me and uh, wish you uh, all the best uh, here at the Canadian Nationals next week. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thanks, Randy. Bye. Yes, sir. Maddie, thanks again for coming on. It was awesome talking to you. I can't wait to see what the softball city has in store, you know, not just next year for senior Nats in 2023, but also the ISCs in 2024. Uh, Speaking of the ISCs and the senior Nats, why not talk to to the guy who uh, got to see all the ISCs last week uh, down in uh, Quad City? And a guy who knows a thing or two about everybody that's going to the senior Nats. Let's uh, let's talk to former guest of the show, Blair Setford. Yo. All right, Hobie, we got uh, former guest back on the show here, Blair, hey, Blair. Setford. Welcome uh, aboard, Blair. Blair, welcome back. Thanks, fellas. Good to be here. Yes, sir. I think we'd uh, wanted to come on and have a little ISC recap, and then we'll talk a little bit about the senior Nats coming up in Newfoundland this coming week. Uh, as far as the ISCs goes, uh, great tournament again. Just fabulous. I and mean, you guys, honestly, in my mind at least, it's probably the best world tournament in the last 15, 20 years. Oh, wow. Really? That's good. Well, just the competitiveness of it, right? I mean, you went into that tournament, and I remember Joe and I said it on the air. You had the top four teams with the Twins, the Gremlins, the Chiefs, and Bear Creek Express were ranked one through four. But you had a couple of dark horses with Grand Prairie and JP, or, uh, JB. Yeah. And as it turned out, you know, six six or seven teams could have won that tournament. Throw AWP into that mix when they knocked out the Chiefs. And it was you know, a real super competitive tournament. And then even the ISC two side, uh, you had some great games near the end of the ISC two tournament. So for my money, uh, one of the best ones in the last 15 years. That's yeah, good to hear. absolutely. I mean, that last couple of days, I mean, J and B had a great run, made some which, noise, which big was, time. Uh, which yeah. was fun to see. And I mean, you know, going into that, everybody's expecting, everybody's expecting a Hill Grumlin's final. I mean, that's yeah. just what it is, but I mean, you couldn't discount Hallman with, with Waymo Mata right now. We hope you and I were talking about before we come on here and Waymo Mata's consensus, number one pitcher in the world. Am I right? Oh, I think so. We talked about that during the week that he was the consensus. Number one, Adam Folkert was hurt, but, um, Mata's got all the titles in his uh, trophy case right yeah. now. So yeah, he's the guy. Not a bad hitter either. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 
yeah, he's a pretty good one-two punch. Yeah, oh my God. Were there were there any other were there any teams there that you know kind of kind of surprised you? Um, I, I was impressed with uh, with JB. I I didn't think they were that good that they were going to be the number two team at, at uh, uh, the USA Nationals. But yeah, they absolutely proved that they belonged. Um, I think Bear Creek is maybe a player away from being, yeah. uh, you know, right in that mix to be in the final two. Um, who else stood up? Well, EWP, I mean, Nick yeah. Hayes and, and Michael Holabratic both threw the bell uh, really well. So mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, the, the WBSC coming up is going to be a, a dogfight too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Can't wait to watch that. Me That's going to be awesome. I now, I know you and I, you and I were chatting back and forth a little bit during the tournament. And actually I had the chance to talk to Scope about it at practice the last couple, couple nights here. The, yeah. Pitching pitching mounds uh, were a little bit of an issue, were they not? Yeah, they were. Um, I mean, the, the guys put such a beating on the fields; um, it's really hard. And that uh, that main diamond was in really rough shape because uh, it was dry all week. They would run the sprinklers, uh, you know, once once a day kind of thing. But unless you've got the clay bricks and stuff underneath, that, that's it's always going to happen. Yeah, yeah for sure. sure. Yeah, that's, it's, uh, be, it's a lot of men jumping up and down on that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we did. Yeah, I, and you know, and that's, that's literally what it is. Guys are out there with metal cleats, digging holes, and, yeah. uh, and it's a pounding. And, you know, unless you're refilling it with something solid and substantial like clay, just throwing dirt back on it, that's going to last half an inning. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we did it here at home in Lance, and yep. it made – a huge, a huge difference, difference. Yeah. like massive difference. Yeah. 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 Well, you look at the top parks, you know, in Ontario, same thing. Interkip spent the money, put down the clay bricks. I think they've done it in uh, Palman Field at Kitchener. Um, it does make a huge difference. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, Blair, was there any, uh, any individual players that, uh, you know, kind of come into their own in this tournament that, you know, maybe stood out that weren't on the radar for, for anybody going in? Well, a couple of guys that um, confirm their status. Let's put it that way for me, at least anyway. Lenny Villavazo from Mexico. Yeah. Uh, the guy looks like he's 12 years old <laughs> and just pounds the ball and is spectacular defensively. Um, Jerome Remicki, I'm not sure there's a better ball player on the planet than Jerome Remicki right now. Um, and I, I, I started to tell this story. I don't know if I ever got it fully finished on air one night. Quentin Bruce in 2019 for me, looked overmatched. Uh, he was, I think at that time, maybe 21, 22 years old. Now he is a man and he's playing a man's game. He looks yeah. really good. He was full value for being first team all world. And he's a guy I think they got to be looking at for team Canada in the outfield. Absolutely. I mean, the first two days he had there were phenomenal. He runs like a deer too, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. Well, he, he's really good defensively. Yeah. Uh, he's still learning that. And I think there was a play in the Bear Creek game in their final game against the Gremlins he'd like to do over, but um, he's going to learn that the next time. But he was competitive and hitting the ball against guys like Andrew Kirkpatrick. And, and in 2019, when he was in left field for the Cubs way back in the final at Circle Tap, the first time he was overmatched. He'd probably tell you that he was overmatched against Cheese, but um, not this time. Well, yeah, it's awesome. So moving ahead to for 2023 in Denmark, uh, that's at Circle Tap, obviously, correct? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah it's at Circle Tap. There's already been some big changes this week. Uh, I'm 
I'm not going to tell you what they were because okay. it's not my stories to tell, but sure. yeah. um, there's been some pretty significant movement already. Guys moving around from team to team. Um, Hill United's making changes. Uh, you know, you can guess that much. They were not happy to be uh, finishing out of the top four and there'll be some changes there at Hill United. I'm sure. Um, and some other big stuff is going on too, much yeah. to some people's surprise and chagrin. Well, yeah, we, we, we've wait. heard a little bit, but, uh, yeah, a little bit. we won't say anything, but, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's jump to the senior Nats coming up this week in, in Newfoundland. I know, uh, I know you were hoping to be there for, uh, for some coverage, but. Well, they asked us, you know, five, six weeks ago, and, and Chris Abbott and I tried to put together a package. Uh, Chris contacted a producer that he knows down in St. John's, and we just couldn't get something put together. It's really disappointing because I, I would have gladly gone to St. John's to, to be a part of it. I was there in 2016, the last time they hosted. It's had an absolutely fabulous time. I know the players wanted us to be there, but sadly, we just couldn't make it happen. That's too bad. It's unfortunate. I mean... I hope something takes place because, I mean, I have so many people asking about is, you know, are the yeah. games going to be streamed? I, I said to Ryan Boland earlier in the week, uh, will be last week because you guys are recording this tonight, depending when you play it. But tomorrow. 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 <laughs> yeah, hopefully somebody can, can put up a camera, even if there isn't commentary. Uh, hopefully somebody can get a camera put up and, and get a stream going because you, you absolutely yeah. want to have that for, yeah, for the sure. national championship. Oh, 100%. You've got to have it. I mean, you're seeing that at the, the Bantam Nationals and the Midget Nationals. And yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Like the fact that yeah. if, if they don't have yeah. it for the, for the senior men's, I mean, that's, that's kind of a black eye on the sport if they don't do it, to be honest. Uh, I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, honest. I'm sure they'll figure something out. There, There's a lot of clever people yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, of course, you you would have a good idea on the on the teams going in. Anybody, uh, of course, Galway's favored to win. Uh, that, that's just Well, Galway happens. obviously is going to be really good because they're stacked. <laughs> yeah. um, there's a couple of Ontario teams that are coming that, uh, that I think could make some noise. Yeah. Uh, the Batman of a real nice team, Ty Sebastian, has just been smashing the ball all year long. He's another guy I think that's got to be at least getting a look mm. for Team Canada. Yeah. Uh, I think Bear Creek is going with some of their guys too, so they will uh, they'll have a bit of a different look because they won't have Sean or Scope. But uh, if they are there, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, they they should still be pretty good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I think the the Stompers have. I think are they a t- are they in this Niagara Stompers? Yeah. Niagara. yeah. Yeah, Elmira, Elmira, and, and Toronto, and Toronto. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, um, you know, Elmira put together a pretty good run. Uh, they were a little frustrated. I talked to some of the boys after their third game, and they they had lost to somebody in IC two that they should have never lost to. I'm okay. like, guys, what's going on? Yeah, and they said we're just not hitting the ball. Yeah. Um, and I said, you know what? Go have a lot of pops tonight. Come back tomorrow and do what you do. <laughs> yeah. And they uh, they come back and won a couple of games. And um, they were within a couple of outs of, of moving on in the ISC2. They lost to the bar team in the bottom of the seventh on Thursday afternoon in, the, right. in one of the ISC2 games. Um you know they uh, they're they're a great uh, great group of guys and you know they'll do well to Canadians for sure. Yeah, awesome. I mean, we open up against uh, Sook uh, at uh, nine o'clock on Wednesday morning, which I don't think uh, the boys from BC are happy with the schedule makers. But I mean, that's yeah, that's really <laughs> nice. Eh? What's that? The equivalent of about four thirty a.m. BC 430. time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, hey, 
is that's we'll live with it. Yeah, they're they're a good squad though. They're, I'm pretty sure they'll deal with it. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean that that Suke team they've got uh, they got a real nice group there too, yeah. and uh, their pitching's always good. Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be a fantastic tournament. I mean, there's you know add in well we have eleven plus the U23 team Canada, which I think this tournament's definitely going to benefit them going to Argentina. Yes, it, w- it absolutely will, and and there's some question about whether that tournament's going to be in Argentina. Um, oh, really? The, the scuttlebutt at the World Tournament was the Argentina group had backed out or had told the WBSC they couldn't do it this year. Um, there was talk about Mexico or uh, Florida even, but uh, that seemed to get put on the back burner, and I heard maybe Argentina was back in, oh. so... Um, Hopefully that tournament does go ahead this fall for those for those players, and uh, and Argentina would be a great experience for the Team Canada guys that would get the opportunity to go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, buddy. Well, Blair, listen, thanks for taking time out of your you know schedule. Your busy Sunday evening, busy Sunday evening, and all. And uh, you know, (laughs) pleasure as always, guys. Uh, Anytime you want to do something like this, WBSC or whatever it is, just give me a shout. Absolutely. Absolutely, sounds good, Blair. Take care, Blair. All right, fellas. Have a good one. Look forward to it. Cheers. See you. All right, man. There's uh... The guy's an encyclopedia of ball, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Love it. It's fun talking to Blair all the time. Yeah. Oh, he's calling me back. Oh. No, no, no he just missed call. Pocket. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like when when he was calling there earlier, and, and, uh, and Jeff was calling again. Jeff called back. <laughs> Kobe oh. sent me a text. Jeff just wanted to know how he did. I said, "Tell me, he did like shit." <laughs> all right. So, I mean. We started this podcast back in 2019. Nope, 2020. I made that. I made that up. Not 2019. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. You know, when we first started the podcast, we talked about going to St. John's Senior Nationals, preparing for this. This comes out tomorrow. We leave Tuesday morning. It's time. It is time. Yeah, I'm very wait. excited. I can't wait. Yeah, it's. I want to go and uh, bring back the fact that. We're not going there. We're just nine guys that play defense and Schofield right. just throws BBs. We're, yeah. we're, uh, I think we're ready. Uh, I'm excited about it. 100%. I'm excited to pick it back on the ball field at a senior nationals and compete. I'm really excited to see everybody, to be honest. I'm not going to lie to you. I know. It's going to be fun. I, uh, uh, we've made a lot of friends in the last two years doing yep. this podcast and I'm, I'm super, super excited. And as I mentioned to you and you, you said to me, it would be great if we could get the group of people that we've interviewed in a in like a, a pitcher. team pitcher, yeah, team that'd podcast be pretty cool. pitcher. That'd I, be really I would like cool. to do that. That'd be neat. Yeah, be, if we can line that up, that'd be amazing. Yeah, like I'll leave that up to you. Yeah, you're the media. But even I mean, guy. even if we get you know shots with, you yeah, know, for sure, man. And I'm sure four we or five the of the four or five of the or the, of the twenty bodies. noofs that we the Newfoundland podcast. Yeah, but and like Robbie Schweier's coming up. Yeah, exactly. Like he's going to be there from coming from California. Yeah, that's awesome. That's going to be pretty cool, but. Anyway, Hopi. Okay, buddy. I can't wait. It's been a blast. All right, man. Okay, I'll see you uh, Tuesday morning at the airport. See you Tuesday morning. Okay, bye. Classified. Pick it up, pick it up, yeah. Pick it up, pick it up. Nah, we ain't slowing down. Pick it up, pick it up, yeah.
play a game, call the monkey in the middle Married to the game, but I ain't scared to make a single This right here got you feeling like a nympho About the climax, with your face all in the pillow It's a grand slam home run Early morning tee off, sick of the hole of one One for one, the underdog, but I'm winning it Club closed, but the ticket DJ keeps spinning it Oh, I can't stop this feeling that I come across Moonwalking on water like the sun of God Then I'm ghost, busters, who you gonna call? Feels like Christmas when I'm sipping on that rum and all It's that bonus on your paycheck It's when the wifey surprised you with day sex Yes, it's going on that first date It's taking her over dinner and she offers to pay That's a grand slam That's a grand slam Fundamentals Fast Pitch Program was founded in 2017 with a goal to develop the skills of fast pitch players in Newfoundland at the grassroots level. Branded as Avalon Wave, the program is based out of the metro region of St. John's, Newfoundland, a well-known hotbed of fast pitch on the world stage. The Avalon Wave base program is offered to athletes aged 3 to 12 years old and runs for 8 weeks throughout the summer. The station-to-station base training allows for development through proper instruction and repetition. All the drills are communicated to the volunteer coaches in advance of the training session, such that the proper techniques are taught with each station. Starting with 60 athletes in 2017, the Avalon Wave membership reaches over 300 participants in 2020 through base program and additional camps and clinics. Avalon Wave believes that the success in growing the sport lies with building a strong foundation through developing the sport as a whole. Players, coaches, umpires, and volunteers. Through the countless volunteers that offer help each summer, Avalon Wave has seen extended not only the growth in the base program, but has recently developed both a boys and girls fast pitch team, which are getting ready to compete off the island in 2021. Any information regarding the program can be found on their website or through their social links, Facebook and Instagram. They hope everyone is staying safe and are looking forward to seeing you at the park soon. Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted? Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, 
Kim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again.